Welcome to Thoughts Off the Stem. I'm Justin Baroni. <coughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. That's enough. <laughs> I love that thing. It's so much fun. I'm Justin Baroni, and today we are smoking a couple different things as usual. <coughs> so in the bong, okay, so today actually I should say, I don't know why I clapped that, but I did. Today, <coughs> excuse me, we are smoking uh, out of the Cognoscente pack still. So, let me just actually, <coughs> excuse me, that was a big hit. Let me just sort of like, oh, chair, stupid chair. Okay, let me try and do this right. <laughs> so we're still smoking out of the Cognoscente pack. Uh, last week we smoked, or last episode I should say, I smoked um, organic watermelon Z. I said I didn't know what the percentage was. I was wrong. The percentages are on the front because I'm an idiot. <laughs> so the percentage of organic watermelon Z, which is what I smoked in the bong last session, uh, it was 21.75% THC. What I am smoking today in the bong is, what was I smoking? Upside down cake. It is 32.5%. It is a wild ride because I smoked it yesterday. <laughs> um... I was gonna. I was trying to do a podcast, and of course, um, the computer screwed up and didn't connect to the camera about seven minutes in, and I didn't realize, so I had to redo it. Uh, so I'm doing it today. <laughs> Not that you know that. None of that matters to you because it doesn't. It comes out the same day anyway. But my point is, is that I smoked it thinking I was gonna do a podcast the other day, and. I was high for like a good two and a half hours off that stuff. So if you want a really nice like hybrid indica high, uh, go for Upside Down Cake from Black Market because Black Market makes this Cognoscente pack, which is what we are smoking this this session. So that's what's in the bong. And then I figured I would try because they had a couple pre-rolls in here. Oh yeah, that was the other thing. I have to clear up some things from the last podcast. So... Um, the blunt that I was talking about where I obviously went stupid and realized that I had said the same strain for two different things. So I had said that organic uh, watermelon Z was the blunt that I had smoked um, before the last episode. It was not. The blunt that I had smoked was orga the organic sweet fuel OG blunt. It's 20%, but I'm telling you right now, that thing smoked way higher than that. It was closer to 30 for sure. It was a really nice indica. Um, at least that's the way it hit me. So yeah, so just to clarify that. <laughs> um, and then in the, in the, what did I smoke in the roll last week or last session? So last session, so last session I smoked, um, oh, um, fuck, what was it that I, I smoked? Shit, I don't remember. Oh, ha, that's right, the Presidente. Anyway, that's not in here. But if you want to get your hands on a craft pack with some really good weed and a lot of lot of different uh, options that uh, are good for different times of the day, there's 11 grams in this Cognoscente pack. It's made by Black Market. Uh, it's a little bit pricey, uh, but if you're looking for like a little treat, this is the way to go. So we're working our way through this through the next episode, next few episodes. So you'll get to try it. Or you'll get to hear and see what it's all about. Um, oh yeah, and then today in the pre-roll, that's where I was going with this. Dude, I'm high already, I'm telling you, that shit's really good. 32%, 32.58% THC. Um, and oh, what are the terpenes for this one? So the terpenes for Upside Down Cake are terpenaline, farnesine, myrcene, and then other. 
yeah, that's definitely more of a hybrid indica, but it's really nice. So I would, uh, I would recommend it, but that it's more of a zone out because I'm trying to keep my focus and it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard to keep my focus. So yeah, that's the Cognoscente, what we're smoking this week. Um, the other thing, what else did I want to say? Oh yeah, the other thing that I'm going to try. Oh, I didn't even say it. <laughs> the pre-roll, Jesus Christ. So this high is super fun, man. I'm all over the place. I had a whole plan. <laughs> it's like focused and dialed in. Now I'm all fucking scattered. <laughs> I don't know what is up and where is down and what is going on. <laughs> so yeah, really nice high. So what I was saying, okay, Justin, focus. Okay, we're going to take a breath. <laughs> Say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> for joining me, Justin Peroni, on your Friday at 420 on Thoughts Off the Stem. So far, in the bong, <laughs> we we have smoked some, what was it? Upside down cake, I think? What did I say it was? Yeah, upside down cake. And, <laughs> dude, you gotta try this shit, it's fun as hell. Okay, and then in the joint, we have icy sandwiches. So there's two pre-rolls of that. It is, what are the IC sandwiches at? 24.24%. So hopefully they don't change this high too much because this is super fun, man. I feel it in the back of my knees. <laughs> I'm good. I'm solid. <laughs> yeah. And then, so IC sandwiches are in the joint because I figured last time I was reading it, I thought I should try it. And as always, or as newly as I'm going to do right now, we're going to, I'm staying hydrated. <laughs> Dude, this weed is fucking wicked. <laughs> Holy shit. I'm high, I'm giggly, I can't focus on anything. <sighs> My mouth is getting a little dry. We're gonna smoke, I'm gonna try out this, well I've already tried it, but we're gonna try out this Fuego Peachy Lychee stuff. See what that's like. It's a vape cart. Um, it's 80... 6.9%. It's more of an indica, so I'll smoke that like later on in the episode, <laughs> I think, like near the end, because right now I'm having a fucking hell of a time trying to focus, man. This weed is so goddamn good. It's so good. I, you gotta... Yay. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That shit, this shit is awesome. It's got me doing a little bit of this. I don't know. I'm high. Uh, anyway, thank you for joining me, Justin Peroni, on your Friday at 4.20. And in the... Um, what is happening here? Oh, now Safari can't reload my page. What? Oh, I didn't open. See, I'm so sidetracked. Okay. Getting back to it here. We're getting back to it. Okay? Getting back to it. <laughs> um... I figured what I would do is, I don't know if I've, I've talked about this in a podcast before, but I figured what I would do is I would tell you about the time that I decided to try stand-up comedy. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you, you think you can do shit? Like, I was in my 20s, so don't get me wrong. Like, this wasn't, okay, I, all, I think I always wanted to try stand-up comedy because like growing up I can remember watching more comedy movies and stand-up specials than anything else right um and so at some point in my 20s I got really baked and thought it would be a good idea to try stand-up comedy <laughs> so I took like fucking four weeks probably I called yuck yucks because in Canada yuck yucks at the time 
um, was like the place to go. They would have, there would be, hold on, hydration here. There would be, um, there would be, what am I doing? I'm just repeating there would be. Okay, no. <laughs> um, what I decided to do was I decided to try my hand at stand-up comedy. So I called Yuck Yucks. Yuck Yucks was, is the is the place in Canada where you can go and do stand-up uh, on like, I think at the time it was every Thursday night. So I called one day. Now all I did the whole time, all I did in my, in my spare time was um, smoke weed. <laughs> At the time, that's all I was doing. I was doing like, yeah, I was, I think I was, I was doing poppers exclusively. I'm pretty sure. So I call up Yuck Yucks and I leave some sort of like brash, ballsy, you know, message where I'm like, so I was just wondering, man, like, uh, if I wanted to do some stand up comedy and like get paid for it and whatever, like, how do I do that? <laughs> I was like, oh, do I call, like, sign up? Like, what's, what's the deal here? <laughs> so then I get a call back from, obviously, because the comedians, uh, or there's, like, one comedian that, like, works there on a regular basis to, like, book all the talent, uh, book all this, the slots and stuff like that. And I remember him calling me back and kind of, like, laughing <laughs> in his response to my my request <laughs> to know how to get paid to, do, to tell jokes, um, which I wasn't good at at all, man. <laughs> You think that, like, because you make your friends laugh and you do, you know, you can, like, get a party going, like, you think you can make a room full of strangers laugh? It's a different animal because normally at a party, there's context, right? There's, like, a conversation that happens. There's um, some kind of back and forth that, that happens between two people where you could, like, pocket in a joke here and there. Or you can... Um, you know, get one like snazzy one-liner in if there's like a crowd or whatever. So, um, it's kind of like, it's, <laughs> it's one of those situations where as soon as you decide that, oh, I'm that funny dude. Okay. I'm going to go like get my thing. I'm going to, I'm going to make everybody laugh. I'm going to be the best. I'm going to be, my thought was I'm going to be Eddie Murphy right away. <laughs> I'm going to be able to do that. No problem. Everybody's just going to think that I'm the funniest shit they've ever seen. Right. So I spend a month and I make up this, I write up this whole like monologue, essentially. It wasn't really jokes. It was more like a monologue. I remember the first part of it starting with like my first line was something stupid like, um, oh, you ever, you guys ever drink? I drank. I was that Thor type drinker, that kind of shit. <laughs> like it was so fucking weird. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because thinking back on it and then I had videotaped it too because I thought I was going to be like I said off to the races <laughs> right like one show make everybody laugh I'm going to be the best all of a sudden I'm all over the place I'm plastered all over the world <laughs> okay this is me in my 20s so I'm uh I decided to write this whole thing I, I put the whole like Thor you know Thor type drinker thing in there now you go down to the place you, you're signed up, you're on a list to do the thing, right? Whatever. Well, you're sitting there watching everybody else before you. I was, I don't know, somewhere, I wasn't at the end, I was somewhere in the middle, right? So you have to watch, like, 
a variety of different guys going up on these amateur nights. Some of them are not, a, I didn't see any professionals, but like some people obviously were at the point where they would be able to go like do this and get paid in the club or whatever. Right. So, um, you're watching these guys. It's your first time doing it. You come in thinking like, well, you, me, <laughs> I come in thinking that I'm like the baddest motherfucker on the planet to tell some kind of loopy shit <laughs> and haven't even told one joke. That's really it. Like when you're in a conversation with somebody, you're not telling jokes. You're just making like, you know, you're, you're you've got a back and forth. You got to play on words. It's more like something scripted. You know, that's why good writing is so good because it could come across, whatever. The point is, is that I thought I was the shit. I get there, there's like, you know, I don't know, probably like 15, 20 other guys and girls. And the one guy, the first guys go up and the MC introduces everyone, right? And then he'll come up and he'll ask you like, oh, what do you want to be introduced as? And you're like, and I was like, I don't, Justin? <laughs> the guy's like, okay. Like, oh. I go, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know what's going on here, right? So it comes up to my turn, and this guy introduces me, and he goes, so, you know, let's welcome, uh, I don't know, Justin <laughs> to the stage. I was like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> so it threw me off right away. And at the, at that point, the stage is like, a, it, it's not very big. And you're standing up in front of, there's tables right at the bottom. Like, you're not used to it. If you've never been in this situation, even if you've been on the other end of it where you're, like, the audience member, you don't realize what it's like looking down at people expecting you to be like, look, make me laugh, motherfucker. <laughs> like, that's what's happening. And you're like, oh, my God, you're right there. <laughs> and I have, to, I have to learn how to start a conversation with you and then make you laugh at everything you say. <laughs> That's not easy. I had this whole thing written. <laughs> I was ready to do this whole spiel about shit. <laughs> and you looked at me and, oh, fuck. <laughs> and then you look up to, like, avoid their eye contact and get into your act. You've already been thrown off by this guy introducing you as, like, in, like, the worst way possible. Because, obviously, he's a comedian. Obviously, he's going to make fun of you if you say something stupid. Uh. <laughs> right? So you're thrown off there. You're trying to get into your act. You're looking at people that you like. You don't know who they are, and they're just staring, like right into your soul, <laughs> being like, "Tell me jokes, funny man." <laughs> you know, you think you're funny? Come on. So I come out, and I'm trying to do this fucking act. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> In my mind, what happened was, <laughs> I walk out on stage. I grab the microphone. And I make a stupid ass fucking comment about it looking like a dildo. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that ever. Because <laughs> then everybody looks at you like, what the fuck, man? And then on top of that, there's a pretty good chance <laughs> that that's all they're going to picture is you holding a dildo to your face. <laughs> so that was bad move number one. No one laughed at that. And then uh, I get into my thing. I'm doing the whole Thor thing, which I thought would be pretty funny. Nothing. Crickets. Fucking bucka bucka. Then I said, like, one or two funny things, and they weren't even that funny. Like, I mean, they weren't what you would think would be funny. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, like, out of the back corner, because the comedian, the, the guy that worked there, the comedian that worked there, would laugh at stuff to try and get other people to laugh, right? And to, like, have a good time, whatever, get them into it. And all you hear is him laughing and everybody else like, what? Why are you laughing? And that's all you can see. <laughs> the lights are fucking right here. Dude, it's fucking bad news, man. It's a tough time. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a tough time.
it was way harder than I thought it would be. So then after, at the or at the end of my whole set, which I thought, in the middle of it, all of a sudden I had this like crack, this mental like boop, <laughs> where I ended up shitting on it. It wasn't even, it was bad, but it didn't go horribly. You know what I mean? In my mind it was amplified so like the fucking world was ending. But when you, when I watched it back on tape, it wasn't actually that bad. It was just like, oh yeah, okay, whatever. And then next, you know what I mean? At first, I fucking blamed the guy <laughs> that went before me because he came out all, he had this whole, a lot of guys, what they did was they would do like a whole persona. So like they would come out as a character, right? And this kid came out as a character. He was the one on before me. And sucked the fucking life out of the room. <laughs> Just see you later. <laughs> it was fucking gone. Okay. So, dude, the <laughs> it. I blamed him. Okay, I blamed him for like a little while. <laughs> and then I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? It has nothing to do with anybody else because you. <laughs> Did not, I don't know, I'm giggling because of the weed. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to laugh at myself. I just realized that I'm like nervously giggling. I'm not, I'm, it's the weed. It's making me do it. <laughs> but I blame this kid for sucking the life out of the room and me having a tough time for my very first time ever to try and get people to laugh, right? So I had this whole monologue that I thought would, whatever. It didn't work. <laughs> and it didn't work not because of this kid. It didn't work because of me. <laughs> because halfway through the act, I decided it sucked. <laughs> And I stopped telling it good. <laughs> and then at the end, I get the flash of the light. And I thought, my brain thought, you know what's a good idea right now? I'm going to talk about the, the fact that I just got the flash of the light. Now, I didn't know how long it, would, it had been. So the flash of the light was like, okay, wrap it up, get off. I thought it was, you suck, go home. <laughs> okay? So I said some dumb shit. <laughs> I think I like leaned into the mic and I was like, well, that's the flash for me. So, you know, I'm going to do what my act did. <laughs> Shit out all over the stage and say, fuck you very much and have a good night. <laughs> it's like, oh man, dude, it was so bad. Oh, I got off stage. I fucking football. Like I walked off and I remember walking by a friend of mine who was videotaping it. I grabbed the video camera and I walk out and I sit on the stairs. Nope. I went outside first and I huffed down a cigarette and then I came back in and I sat on the stairs while the rest of the stuff was going. And I started watching the tape and I was like, Oh, that was horrible. It ended so poorly, but it was all my fault. It wasn't this other guy, but dude, that was when I realized <laughs> that no matter what it is that you do, like I thought that I would really like telling jokes. Okay. I, I didn't realize that you have to come up with like a joke joke to get people into it. You have, you as the comedian in that scenario have to get really good at starting a conversation that everybody is interested in. Whereas I found that a lot of the humor that I tried to get into when I was younger was more playing off of somebody else, right? Anyway, I couldn't do what I thought I had to do to be on stage. So I was like embarrassed big time, of course. But at the same time, it really, t it taught me like, I don't know if I really want to do this because I don't know. Now I would do like a live show, but it would still be tough. It's still tough to do stand-up comedy. You got five minutes. 
to get people to like you and then to start rattling off some funny shit. That's tough, man. That's not easy. Even in conversation, how long does it take you to warm up to somebody? Think about it. And somebody, and if you go on stage to try and do that, you have to get that person on your side, like right away. Dude, it's crazy. That's a crazy thought. <laughs> so yeah, no, I just like the idea of doing this. I want, I've always wanted to do, I've always wanted to be like, try and get my humor across, I guess. But so that was my first attempt was doing stand-up comedy, which <laughs> I don't know if I would try it again, but I tried it one time. And then um, now with the podcast, when I was younger, I took radio and television broadcasting in high school. I tried to get into university for it, but my guidance counselor lost my fucking application. <laughs> so I blame him for that. Anyway, so I didn't go. So I went and fucked off in university for a bit. Didn't do very, didn't do very much of anything. And then left and started working and then decided at some point and then decided a few years ago, I better do, I want to do this. And it's kind of like stand-up comedy because you got to come up with stuff on the fly because I don't write this shit out. So it satisfies my need to want to do that. But it also taught me doing that, fuck. It's tough, man. It's way tougher than you think. It's, uh, it's a lot of work. Yeah, definitely. And I put a month into it and it still went shitty. Like even if I hadn't fucked up the end, <laughs> okay, if I hadn't fucked up the end, and told everybody to fuck off, basically, I might have been okay. Like, it might have been, like, an average whatever dude, and everybody been like, okay, next, please, we want somebody that's funny, you know, like, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So I, like, I have a real respect for good comedians. <laughs> so really what I want to tell you about is also this trip that I was on. Where, sorry, Bo, <laughs> I'm talking about it. I'm going to have Bo on to explain his side of this. And I see his point. <laughs> However, we were out watching a comedy show. And this comedian was on. We'd been drinking and smoking all day and whatever. It was like 7 p.m. at night. <clears throat> so this comedian comes on. And he's telling jokes that, like, they're not really funny. But they're, they weren't, like, horrible. But they weren't funny funny, right? And... They were also perpetuating certain racial stereotypes that were happening in the media just to get a joke. And at the time, <laughs> some friends of mine were a little bit against this. <laughs> they didn't like that kind of presentation. Okay. So they spoke up in the middle of the show <laughs> and well, it didn't go very well. <laughs> it, we basically had, we had to leave. Okay. But the thing that surprised me about the whole thing, because I don't disagree with the principle. The guy was definitely saying some like funky racial stuff. Okay. But then he was also like, how do you explain it? Like not, they weren't really racist jokes, but they were perpetuating stereotypes of different racial situations that were high profile in the news. And these friends of mine were not too happy about it. So they voiced their opinion in the middle of the show. Now, it disrupts the show, right? But here's the thing. This is my takeaway from it. And I told, I told Bo this. I was like, you know, I don't agree that that was the way to handle it. I don't disagree with what his point was. But I don't believe that, like, yelling out and basically telling the guy to go fuck himself in the middle of his show was the best way to go about it. Because <laughs> it started an argument. But if I was the comedian, and this is the other thing I said, if I was the comedian, okay, I would definitely have lit him up. 
for being too drunk and yelling in the middle of my show. I would have found a way. Now, I'm saying this as having tried stand-up, like obviously I'm not very good at it, so I probably would have been taken off guard. But if I was a professional comedian, if I was good at it, what I would have done was lit him up for being too drunk in, like, in public, right? This dude that was on stage was just like, why? What's the problem? Why am I saying this? And then started a debate. <laughs> this is not the place for a debate. <coughs> this is a place for a ruthless verbal beatdown. <laughs> that's what you should be doing. And the guy didn't do that. So that's when I knew we were watching a really bad comedian. But as I said to Bo, like, instead of arguing over the fucking principles of his joke and shit, what you should have done was just, like, waited him out. Because nobody was really enjoying it that much. And he would have, like, he might have ended his set early for the next person. You know? So. But anyway, it didn't go down that way. And it actually provided for a pretty funny story. Because I was most amazed that the comedian didn't light him up. I thought to myself, dude, you're about to get fucked up. Nope, nothing. <laughs> like, didn't even matter. He's like, why, man? Why don't you like my stuff? <laughs> and I was like, because you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> And the guy's like, but I'm not though, like I'm totally sane. The guy did not sound like this at all. <laughs> but, you know, there was like a whole exchange, dude. He got, the crowd started getting in on it. They were pissed. <laughs> I paid the bill, we left. It was a funny story though. Honestly, when you look back on it, it's a pretty funny story. Even the guy, I didn't do anything. I was just sitting there for the fun. And then this whole thing erupts and it was even funnier. I mean, yeah, it was pretty. And then they even gave us free tickets. I don't know, maybe they agreed the guy was being racist. Who knows? I was way too high to pay any attention to it. <laughs> Except for when it exploded. I was trying to focus on the wall behind the stage at the time. Yeah. But, yeah. So that was my, you know, outing. That was my outing with Bo to a comedy. <laughs> it was a wreck like my, like my attempt at stand-up. They were equal wrecks. <laughs> if they were gross, if they were car wrecks, um, you would have stopped to look at it and probably got in a car wreck yourself. <laughs> That's how bad it was. <laughs> That's, I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> All right. So you know what time it is, right? It's time to light these joints. I hope you're enjoying the sesh. I hope, I hope you guys like, like these stupid stories that I tell. I just want to entertain you. There's so much stupid shit that's going on uh, in the world. And um, when I say stupid, I don't actually mean stupid. I mean like it's chaotic. Things are going not great. <laughs> so I'm trying to just throw in like a happy face, you know, so that everybody can enjoy themselves and have a good time. Now, what are these? Okay, so this is the IC Sandwiches pre-roll from the Cognoscente pack back there. I think they said they were 23%. Uh, 24.24% THC for these little guys. I think they're a half, half gram. They're pretty nice. Yep, they're tasty. So I hope you're enjoying the sesh. I hope you're having a good time. Um, yeah, I hope that just like life in general is treating you nicely. That's really all I hope for everybody. You know, I understand, I don't understand fallout struggle. <laughs> don't get me wrong. But I do understand having to, you know, I understand like having to make your way, not having the money to do it, trying to figure in, trying to figure out ways to make yourself a better person mentally, physically. I understand all that, man. 
I may not understand the depths of all of it, but I understand this. So one of the things that I like, because I like to laugh, and I like to giggle, and I like stupid shit, right? Is occasionally, I'm not really, really big on them, but occasionally, oh fuck, where did I put the Fuego vape cart? You know what, I'll have to try it next time, shit. It's upstairs in my jacket. God damn it. Way to be prepared, dickhead. <laughs> anyway, next sesh, I'll show you the, the Fuego vape cart. It's peachy lychee. It tastes very peachy. That's one of the things, okay, hold on. <laughs> That's one of the things that I have a problem with with vape carts is that it's too candy-like. I like weed to taste like weed. I like it skunky. I like hints of flavors. I don't like full-blown flavors, right? Um, it's like stand-up comedy, I guess you could say. Each person has their own preference. You know, it's that simple. There's nothing else to it. It's you like it or you don't like it. It's your kind of comedy. It's your kind of weed. It's, you know, it's for you. It's not for you. It works for you differently. Um, I'm rambling. Okay. So I thought for this week's weed facts, because I was going to try this Fuego cart, I would tell you guys a little bit about carts and what to expect from them. Uh, because I always wondered like what's in your vape cart, right? A lot of people had that I've talked to um, have asked about live resin vape carts. I prefer those. I just find that uh, they hit you a little bit harder and they last a little longer. Um, live terp carts as well are they don't live terp carts last a little longer. They don't necessarily hit harder, but they taste better. Uh, depend no matter what the flavor is. Like if it's a weed flavor, it tastes very good. Um, the only question that I've had, this is why I don't smoke vape carts that often is I don't know. I don't really understand what's in the mixture and I don't know how good it is like for you. You know, it's probably, I don't know. I don't know. So one of the things is I don't like to get stuck on them. I would rather do concentrates instead of a vape cart, uh, because, well, I feel like concentrates are a little more pure unless you're doing the um which one is it the extraction that involves butane because sometimes that i guess gets in it i don't know there's regulations that you can't but like i don't like any additives and stuff i like regular shit <laughs> i like it to be good but i like it to be like natural you know as natural as possible so um yeah, I tend to do concentrates more than vape carts. But so I figured for this week's weed facts or this it's session. It's time for some weed facts, bro. <laughs> That's right. Some weed and some facts. <laughs> right on. <laughs> we would talk about. Oh, let's see. What would we talk about? We would talk about. What's in a vape cart? Um, so you have two base. Okay. This is from the cannabis business times, um, cartridges. Hold on a sec. I got a thing in the way. Um, all right. So do 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 cartridges. Uh, there might be exception while there might be exceptions cartridges, the vessels holding the cannabis extracts can largely be categorized as high or low quality. And yeah, that's true. Here are some of the reasons that, here are some of the things that make a low quality vape cart. 
Um, they're made of plastics because terpenes can penetrate the plastic and plastic can potentially leach chemicals from the oil. Uh, they may have a poor quality or ill-fitting O-ring, which can lead to leaks. You see that a lot in some of the cheaper brands, in some of the lower price brands. You know, those of you that have tried vape carts on a regular have, uh, know that. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, low quality, low quality cartridges will have a higher customer return rate, obviously. Uh, yeah, they have basically lower quality ones. You get a lot of leakage with, um, some, sometimes they get really plugged up. Sometimes they break easily. Um, yeah. So high quality cartridge, uh, cartridges typically are made of premium materials such as glass, metal, and ceramic. Uh, their O-rings fit, so there's no leakage or less likely to. Uh, and they have sealed joints that prevent contact between the air and cartridge contents. Um, you should always pick which cartridge. I don't know what I was going to say there. I was going to try and be all smart and shit. I'm not. Uh, I don't know what the, what the mixtures are. And that's sort of what I was trying to look for was uh, what is like the most important part. What's the most important ingredient to avoid, I guess, or like to have that's, that's better. You know what I mean? So, um, let's see here. Okay. As consumers become more educated about their options, same as they do for ingredients, ultimately. So whether you're a vertically integrated or working with a third party extractor is crucial. You know, everything about your product, of course. So there's a bunch of contents. So these are the uh, rundown of contents that are found in typical vape cartridges. Cannabis-derived terpenes, um, so that's terps that are sourced from cannabis. Steam-distilled terpenes, uh, softer in taste than ex extract terpenes that have been isolated without utilizing heat. Many steam-distilled terpenes are lost in the water used to produce steam, a.k.a. pot water. Hydrosols are a byproduct of steam distillation and low heat distillations they're classified as floral waters i.e essential oils and contain only small percentages of actual terpenes uh, non-cannabis derived terpenes they're sourced directly from the plant leaves fruits or other organic sources rather than from cannabis it is impossible to create the aroma of the flavor of the original plant cultivar utilizing terpenes from non-cannabis plants but a gross approximation can be achieved so yeah so they put a bunch of shit in it artificial flavors um, like an e, like from the e-cigarette industry is, is where they source them. Uh, high terpene, full spectrum extract. That's the hydrocarbon extraction. There's been a recent trend of producing those products from pressed rosin. Um, CO2 extraction. Extractors collect a few available terpenes from CO2. Anyway, this article is fully worth, worth reading. I know that was like a lot of shit, but, um, yeah, you really should know and and figure out what vape carts are worth having. Like I said, I don't get that many, so I'm not overly concerned. But if you're smoking vape carts on a regular basis, uh, I don't know. I think you should you should really know what's going into it because you want to know what what's good for you and what's bad for you. You know, I know saying that as like a, a smoker or whatever, and even having like a a vape thing for nicotine, um, I get it. But I can also say it from experience. You want to make sure because I do look into the ingredients they use and I try to figure, I try to find out which ones are better for you, I guess, or better in that situation. So 
you should do that also with your vape carts. Because if you don't, you can have a bad reaction and freak out at a comedian. <laughs> freak out at a comedian. <laughs> because you didn't like the vape cart you had. That's not what happened. I'm just joking. <laughs> but yeah, you don't want to get pissed off at having a vape cart that's going to do some bad news to you. They're all regulated by Health Canada. So they do have to follow some health guidelines. Now, however, cigarettes are also, you know, regulated by Health Canada. So I think, I don't know. I'm talking shit. But the point is, is that they're allowed. And if they're allowed, you should know which one is better to put in you than the other. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of like a rule of life people should kind of live by. <laughs> it's better... To... <laughs> Better to know what's better to put in you <laughs> than not. I don't know. Whatever I said before. That other thing. But yeah, those are the weed facts. Know your vape carts. And again, I'll put this up on tots420.com under the weed facts section. Weed facts, bro. <laughs> That's right. Some weed and some facts. <laughs> right on. <laughs> and you can read all about it. And that way you know what is going on in your vape cart. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> as somebody that smokes weed, as somebody that, you know, sold it at one point because I worked at the dispensary and I know kind of what I'm talking about. If I'm good at anything, I'm good at pairing a bunch of stuff to get you high, to make you have a great time or uh, relieve the pain that you need to relieve. I'm really good at putting things together. Like a party planner of weed. <laughs> you know, so... That's why I tell you these things, because I want you to know and understand what you're getting into, as opposed to just getting into something. That's all I'm saying. And just like this, animals should also have those things. And because we have different opportunities, I thought that maybe humans were the only things that like got high. No, that's not true. <laughs> I'm telling you, I found eight animals. See, this is the thing. It was on... Uh, metadornetwork.com so dude for real these facts are legit <laughs> it's animals eight animals that take hallucinogenic drugs and enjoy it dude <laughs> for real oh no way <laughs> humans like to do drugs and get high and do dumb shit in fields so do animals sometimes in trees the first animal on the list reindeer they seek out mushrooms. Did you know that? Reindeer want mushrooms. Um, they have, they have, the mushrooms they look for are like, look like this. They have big red caps. They look a little like a toad from Super Mario Brothers. And they look like they come from a trippy video game. They're also... They're, they're, okay. <laughs> I'm getting high again. Hope you're high. Hope you're enjoying the sesh like I said before. Let me try this again. Okay, when the snow in Siberia first begins to thaw, reindeer native to the region will hoof it up, will hoof it up, will hoof up fly agaric mushrooms sitting just below the surface of the snow. So these mushrooms have big red caps. They look a little like Toad from Super Mario Brothers. 
And in addition to looking like they come from a trippy video game, the mushrooms are also known to cause visions, and reindeer that eat them often run aimlessly, have random muscle spasms, and make weird noises. So, like, yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a great time. <laughs> Cats, they like catnip. I don't think I have to explain that any farther. We've all seen it happen. Maybe if you haven't, get a cat. Give it catnip. Watch it happen. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, bighorn sheep. So bighorn sheep break their teeth to get lichen. In the Canadian Rockies, lichen grows in some of the most inhospitable, hard-to-reach terrain in the region, aka the perfect place for bighorn sheep to climb and get high. <laughs> See? Even animals like to hike when they're stoned. Or to get stoned. Or to both get stoned and be stoned. And get high. Mm -hmm. <laughs> animals do it too. These guys rock climb. That's right. They go and do-do-do-do. Uh, what do they do? Uh, the sheep have been known to them. Let me try that again. <laughs> the sheep have been known to traverse paths far too risky for humans or other animals and find lichen growing on rocks. Some will chip their teeth all the way down trying to scrape lichen off the rock. Mm-hmm. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Did you know? I, th I feel like people know this, but did you know that uh, rough-toothed dolphins, they play with pufferfish to get high? Mm-hmm. So what does it say here? Uh, do, 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 do. So they emit a puffer fish emit a deadly poison. So the dolphins, instead of eating them, which when it would, it would kill them, um, they take the they bite it so that they can get a little small dose of tetrodotoxin, and it it's a mild hallucinogenic. <laughs> so they. These rough-toothed dolphins bite it, and they get, whoa, and then they swim around in the ocean. How fun would that be? It would be weird to be hallucinating, though. I guess if you live there. Like, it would probably be freakier for them on land hallucinating. Just like, it would, yeah. I think it would be terrifying hallucinating in the water, dude. Oh, that'd be crazy. <laughs> All right, the red-fronted lemur. You ever heard of that guy? He chews on millipedes. Yep, chews on it. Um, um, um. <laughs> Catches them in a tree. Starts chewing on it gets a little high. Though they're not necessarily using them to get high, or so they tell their parents, oh, ho, ho. Madagascar's red-fronted lemurs have been observed picking up highly toxic millipedes, rubbing them all over their nether regions, <laughs> and eventually swallowing them. While primates routinely, routinely use insects as sort of a topical ointment to relieve irritations, chewing them is far less common. And it is, little known is about, little is known about why lemurs do this. But they definitely get woohoo! <laughs> That's why. They're high as shit and they're rubbing it on their dick. Dude! <laughs> For real? Oh, no way. <laughs> Covered on both ends. <laughs> and then there is jaguars. <coughs> Excuse me. Jaguars are fond of ayahuasca vines. That's why they're so primally... I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know what I was going to say there. Alright. In the same way that people flock to the Amazon for ayahuasca ceremonies with mystical shamans, the jag... The, ja the, ja the jaguars native to the region eat yage, ayahuasca vines, to get a greater understanding of the world around them. 
or maybe they do it because it looks delicious. No one is exactly certain why jaguars do this, but the Yage vines contain harmala alkaloids, a key component to the ayahuasca drink, uh, to the ayahuasca drink recipe, which activates DMT, dimethyltryptamine, and other ingredients. Uh, in other ingredients. So while the jaguars aren't having full-fledged conversations with dead ancestors, dead ancestors and going through a year's worth of therapy in one weekend, they are getting something out of eating the plants. And it turns these fierce predators into rolling goofballs. There you go. Cows and horses appreciate a little loco weed. <laughs> in the plains of America, mid America's Midwest, one of the first plants to bloom in the spring is loco weed, a low-growing, high-protein plant with colorful flowers and deadly phytotoxin. It produces swain, okay, swainsonine, swainsonine, which can cause grazing animals to go into a calm trance where they just kind of stand around doing nothing. Oh, that explains why fucking cows are never moving. <laughs> they just, hum, 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 and then, dude, I'm good. That's, that's when you know the air is real thick. Dude, <laughs> for real? Oh, no way. <laughs> All right, number eight, the last one, wallabies have a taste for opium. That's right, wallabies like opium. <laughs> I didn't know that. Humans are mostly to blame for it, though. Australian wallabies, relatively uh, newfound penchant for poppies, in its rush to become one of the world's leading producers of legal poppy plants, Australia cleared much of the wallabies' natural habitat. Okay, hold on, I fucked that up. <laughs> Humans are mostly to blame for Australian wallabies, relatively newfound penchant for poppies. <laughs> In this rush to become one of the world's leading producers of legal poppy plants, Australia cleared much of the wallabies' natural habitat. The displaced wallabies still often wander into poppy fields in much the same way alligators wander into Florida backyards. And many of them eat the opiates and get high. It's thought to be the reason the wallabies return again and again, though the phenomenon has not been conclusively studied. <laughs> so they made poppies. <laughs> they, they, they brought the poppies to the wallabies and the wallabies said i want the poppies and they hum num num and they woo and now wallabies get high on opium way to go people <laughs> we did it <laughs> what if that changes their genetics in the future and i know this is stupid <laughs> what if that changes their genetics in the future and they become super wallabies is a wallaby dangerous it's got to be right is it like an Australian beaver? No, it's not. It's like a little, is it a kangaroo? It's a baby kangaroo. I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. <laughs> I'm high. Leave me alone. <laughs> but yeah, those are the, those are the dude for real facts this week. You know what's funny is none of this related to the other thing. It was just all random shit today. Dude. <laughs> for real? Oh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> it was, okay, let's tell you about the time I did stand-up. Don't know if I did a good job of that. Hopefully it was entertaining, at least. Um, told you about the time Bo got mad at a comedian. I gotta have him on for that. We talked about vape carts. Know your vape carts, man. It's really a good idea to look into them before you start buying them. Get somebody that really knows what they're talking about, too. If you're also looking at getting into vape carts, you should also think about maybe doing concentrates, because I think, I think, my personal opinion, is that concentrates are a little bit more pure. 
more natural, less chemical involvement or whatever you want to say. Um, yeah. So I'd say, get, I'd say do your research on that. And then when you feel bad about the fact that you're smoking a joint for whatever reason, just remember animals get high too, man. Everybody gets high. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. But uh, yeah, those are my thoughts off the stem for this week. Hope you come back. Join me, Justin Peroni, at 4.20 p.m. on your Friday to start your weekends off right. You can find the uh, other episodes <laughs> at uh, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, YouTube, the WeTube, um, wherever you get a podcast. It's out there, baby. You can also go to tots420.com. Uh, and everything will be there. You get the latest episode, the oldest episode, doesn't matter. You get all the episodes. <laughs> you can check it out wherever it's at. But yeah, I just hope you enjoyed the session. I hope you have a good time. I hope you forget about your week. I hope you get to smoke a little something. And uh, I hope you get you keep coming back. Tell your friends. Let's all have a smoke. If you need, if anybody you know needs a smoke buddy, like, you know, they're just always alone smoking, but they want somebody to, like, talk at or talk to or whatever, <laughs> let them know about my channel. <laughs> Do whatever you can. Share it, like it, pass it around, whatever. I don't know. Tell your friends about it. Have a fucking viewing party. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm high. I hope you enjoyed the sesh. Um, I hope you come back next week. Until next week. I hope you have a good week. <laughs> I'm rambling. Until next time, keep your lids low, baby. <laughs>